Okay, we're carrying on with our series, Believe, looking at what it means to, uh, to walk in the Christian life. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to be part of his community? And um, we are looking at grace gifts this morning. Spiritual gifts, grace gifts from God. And uh, if you've got a Bible, you can turn it to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. Um, which says this, each of us, sorry, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Father, I pray would you speak to us this morning by your spirit. Um, I pray would we, um, would we not just receive some helpful teaching, Help, hopefully it's going to be helpful, but would we encounter you? Would we receive all you have for us this morning? We, we come with open hearts, open ears, open lives as it were, because you are wonderful. And we take seriously that invitation that Raj brought to us right at the beginning of the meeting to encounter you, enjoy you, receive from you. And so we say, please be with us for the, this morning as I speak. Amen. Okay, if I have a main point this morning, it is this. Every one of us is equipped by God the Holy Spirit to serve others through gifts he gives us. Have you ever um, watched a film where it doesn't begin at the start of the story? It maybe begins a little bit later on in the story um, and then kind of goes back to what happened to get to that point. Often you find it with um, uh, stories about people, um, about people's lives, maybe. Do, do you not, um, do you kind of, nod if you say, yeah, I, I get that. Sometimes stories, they might start, start at a kind of momentous point in that story, or they might start at a kind of crisis point and then go back and kind of say what it is. Um, we watched uh, The Life of Pi um, a few months ago, and after I got over my disappointment that there was no pie in this film, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of realised, okay, right, it starts at a point much further in the story, and then you go back to this guy Pi's life, uh, early life, and uh, through to how he got uh, left on a boat with a tiger, and I hope I haven't given away too much by saying that. But I think that type of, um, I think that's a helpful illustration to um, when we're approaching spiritual gifts. I think it's helpful to see what's before and putting our subject in the big sweep of the Bible. See, the Bible tells us we were made to live in unspoiled relationship with God. We see this from the beginning. 
unspoilt relationship with each other. But it's a story of human rebellion. It's a story of turning from God. It's a story of man wanting to do his own thing. It's a story of women wanting to do their own thing. But it's also a story of rescue. It's a story of God choosing to reveal himself to the world first through a particular group of people, through to the, to the Israelites. And we see his story of rescue unfolding through them. He's got a plan. God had a plan for his people. And so through the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit would come and empower and um, strengthen certain individuals for certain tasks. Joshua, Samson, David, for certain individuals, for certain tasks. But it talks about a day that would be dramatically different. A day when the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all men, on all women. And we get glimpses of this in the Old Testament. So we get um, Moses in Numbers 11. We read the story of um, God putting his spirit on 70 of the leaders. Um, And there's these two guys, Eldad and Medad, who aren't with the group. And they're back in the camp. And they start, uh, and the leaders, all the leaders that are together, God puts his spirit on them and they start prophesying. And then, uh, and then once they leave that place, they stop. But you've got these two guys, Eldad and Medad, who aren't even with the 70 leaders. And they're in the camp and they start prophesying. And someone says, look, Moses, you've got to stop these guys. Hey, they weren't with you. Um, you need to stop them prophesying. And Moses says, no, no, no. Um, he says, oh, I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and the Lord would put his spirit on them. A glimpse of what was to come. And then we get Old Testament prophets like Joel saying, you know, there'll be a day when when God pours out his spirit on all people. Sons, daughters, men, women, young, old. And we see Jesus in John chapter 7. talking about the Holy Spirit. And he says, if anyone's thirsty, come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. If ever there's an invitation, there's one for you. So it is not now that the Spirit comes just to empower a few people for a few specific situations, but rather anyone who believes in Jesus. And after his death and resurrection, Jesus said, wait, wait here until the promised Holy Spirit comes and he'll come and you'll receive power when he comes. And much of the remainder of the New Testament is what that spirit-filled life looks like. We see God by his Holy Spirit filling us with his presence in our lives, empowering us to tell others about Jesus, helping us to live differently. And much of our focus today, giving us different gifts. You and I. I love what Sandra said this morning. God doesn't, Jesus doesn't leave us. 
He doesn't leave us to get on with it. You've grown up now. Get on with it yourself. You're going to have to work things out yourself. No, no, he comes to us. He comes to us, and he's with us, and he empowers us. And, uh, you know, just as Charlotte had said a few moments before, why? Because he calls us beloved. He calls us his. He calls us cherished. See, the church has a mission. You and I are called to reveal the goodness of God. Called to tell people the joy news of Jesus. Called to make followers, make disciples. It's wonderful here, even this morning, hearing different testimonies, hearing different stories of God's work in people's lives. Actually, we're called to declare and celebrate that with those around us, with people um, outside of these four walls, as it were. We're also called to strengthen and encourage and support one another in that as we do that together. Because we do that in team. Just like Raj talked about eldership last week and team. We're, you know, we're called to do things as a Christian community and team, as community. So whether that's in community groups, whether that's in serving groups, whether that's in football teams, we're called to do stuff in team, in community. And the Holy Spirit gives gifts to you and I. Gifts to help us to do that. And so with the remainder of the time this morning, I want to focus on three areas that these are for every Christian, these are for many needs, and these are for building up. See, they're for every Christian. Our passage from 1 Peter says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received. See, the church isn't meant to be built around one or two superstars who do everything. Perhaps you've been in a church situation like that. It's not very biblical. It's not very healthy. Every person has a part to play. And God gives gifts to you and I to play our part. They're not rewards. They're not rewards for people who have been good. They are grace gifts. They are undeserved. There are different Greek words in the Bible used for gift. And one of the most important is the word charisma. And we use that word to kind of say, well, someone's a very charismatic person. Someone's a very outward going person. Someone's very good in uh, get, good at getting people to listen to them, good at getting uh, good in social situations. They've got a bit of charisma about them. But that's not the way the word is meant to be used. Actually, it means freely given gifts, unmerited gifts. And that word, charisma, is used in different ways, but it's particularly used in the Bible when talking about spiritual gifts. These are grace gifts. These are undeserved gifts. Listen, whether you've been a Christian here for 30 days, or whether you've been a Christian here for 30 years, God the Holy Spirit has gifts for you to use, for gifts for you to walk in. Listen, gifts to young and gifts to old. Gifts to British, 
gifts to non-British. That sounds offensive when I say things like British and non-British, but you know, whatever nation you are from, gifts to whatever nation, whatever nation you are from. Gifts to women, gifts for men. Listen, don't try and be something you are not. Be who you are. Be you. We kind of think we have to be someone else. None of these are grace gifts given to you and I because he loves us, because he's for us, because he wants to use us in his plans. We might think, oh, I have to put on, ah, I have to put on a strange voice when I prophesy. I have to become very spiritual and overly spiritual when I prophesy. No, 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 you have to be you. Well, I have to be, behave in a strange way that I normally wouldn't. No, no, you have to be you. These are spiritual gifts to you and I. Spiritual gifts are supernatural, but they're not an instruction or a license to be weird. They're supernatural, but they're normal. This week at Alpha, I was just kind of in the background, not really involved, um, uh, popped into the kitchen and um, uh, uh, Karen and Helen were there in the kitchen and Karen said, well, I, I, I want someone to pr- pray with me. I've hurt my ankle um, quite badly and she was hobbling and, um, and we, uh, Helen and I prayed for Karen in the kitchen in Melbourne while just in between while they were washing up. These are, this is supernatural stuff in a normal situation. You don't have to hype these types of things up. And I don't say this because I'm some kind of uh, wonderful guy with amazing gift of healing. Hey, if normally I'm the type of guy that says, um, someone comes to me and tells me they're not very well, and after they've gone, I kind of go, oh, maybe I should have prayed for them. Maybe I should ask God to heal them. And it's always after they've gone, oh. No, no, I don't. Uh, it's just a normal thing. In a kitchen, we pray. And, and Karen messages the next day. Well, it got a little bit better on the day. But actually, I woke up and it was totally gone. Wonderful. God heals. Amazing. Normal. Normal situations. Supernatural gifts. And they're for many needs. The Holy Spirit gives gifts in remarkably diverse ways. I've written up some passages um, that just kind of, just so that you can write them down and have to speak them out, um, that, that kind of describe some of these spiritual gifts in the New Testament. So how many are there? Well, people have tried to kind of divide them up and classify them and put them into, into um, various different lists. But I don't think they're meant to be exhaustive lists. There's overlap. They're mentioned in certain books of the Bible for specific reasons. There's some, you might argue, that aren't mentioned as spiritual gifts. Hey, what about prayer? As uh, uh, two people this morning have given testimony to prayer. We don't, we don't see prayer mentioned as a spiritual gift. But I think it is. It's a wonderful gift to the church. It's a wonderful gift to you and I. I'm with Wayne Grudem, the Bible teacher, um, on this when he talks about the different lists of gifts in the Bible. He says the point of all this is simply to say that God gives the church an amazing variety of spiritual gifts and they are all tokens of his varied grace. So that's what Peter says in our passage, doesn't he? Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace 
in its various forms. Okay, let's look at some of those gifts mentioned briefly. Serving. We're all called to serve. However, you might know that you really come alive when you're given the opportunity to serve. And it doesn't matter what it is. Hey, I'll clean toilets. Hey, I'll... Um, whatever. I, 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 just want to, I just feel like I need to serve and I want to serve and, and I come alive when I'm given the opportunity to serve. You'll have experienced this spiritual gift today. There will have been people here, possibly before 8.30, setting up and we'll be here 1.30-ish kind of time serving and we're experiencing this gift. I had a cup of tea this morning and experienced this gift when I arrived. Contributing to the needs of others. It's a spiritual gift. There's some remarkable examples of this in Jubilee. Giving to help with someone's daily needs. Giving to start projects. Giving just to give and say, please, just ask that this is used well. Some people go, I come alive when I can give. I, I, I don't know what it is. It, it's a spiritual gift. Prophecy. All Christians can prophesy. We can all hear God and use that to build up others. We've experienced that gift this morning. We've been built up by some of the words that people have brought. Some people might even find they're particularly gifted in that gift. We're going to be welcoming, as Raj said, Ginny next week. I would say she particularly is gifted in this area and I would encourage you to be with us as she's with us. Gifts of teaching. Listen, do you know, when we limit the spiritual gift of teaching just to what happens on a Sunday morning up here, do you know we're missing out? Teaching amongst friends, one-to-one, in community groups, in our children's work. Man, if you can teach in our children's work, you can really teach. One of my youngest son, my son this morning was wanting to write something down, having to explain to him, God made everything. Okay, so God made computers and God made cars. And Well, yes, but he didn't kind of put them together, uh, so he didn't make them. Well, well, no, he did kind of, it was kind of involved. Hey, it's complicated. Explain it to children, teaching children. That's a gift. Encouraging. Oh, how we need this gift. Someone's encouraged me already this morning. Such an important gift. It's not a big upfront gift, is it, really? But it's so vital, so important. Showing mercy. Caring for someone who's in need or in distress. Gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Someone publicly bringing a tongue and actually... Um, someone interpreting it and so we get a feel, a flavour for what the person is praying and it builds us up, it stirs us in our worship. Administration, singleness, miracles, faith, distinguishing between spirits, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gifts of healing. The point is that God is so amazingly good to us in so many various ways. Because life is complex, isn't it? 
Life is diverse. And how we need a diverse, um, varied number of gifts to come to us. Gifts will be used in diverse ways. Okay, think about, think of the gift of evangelism, the gift of evangelist. Who is, think of a famous, who would be the famous evangelist you would think of? Um, okay, some, Billy Graham, yeah, that would be the one I would probably think of, Billy Graham. And you would say, he's a gift of evangelism, he's a gifted evangelist. But do you know, there are some wonderful people with gifted evangelism in this church, but they won't look like Billy Graham, and they won't do it like Billy Graham, and neither should they, because that's not who they are, that's not how God's wired them, that's not how he wants them to use that gift. (coughs) Serving, serving will look very different to different people. Varied gifts, because community life is diverse. These gifts are meant to be used in community. See, often, um, as a pastor, people kind of ask, come to me quite anxious sometimes, sometimes quite concerned, uh, and say, you know, what are my gifts? I need to know. I need to know what my gifts are. You need to help me. I don't know. I'm not walking in all God has for me. If I'm not walking, if I don't know what my gifts are, please come and tell me, please. And they may have read 1 Corinthians 14 that says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Oh, I must eagerly desire them. So I need to keep eagerly desiring them and become quite anxious about it. The thing is, we often take that verse, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, to be an individual thing. Okay, I'm meant to eagerly desire spiritual gifts in my life. But actually, it's to a church community. And so it's more got the feeling of, therefore, as a community, eagerly desire spiritual gifts among you. Be expectant that God wants to give gifts amongst your community. Community groups, prayer meetings, Sundays, when you're gathering, have a desire for spiritual gifts to be happening, to be present. And then it says, especially prophecy. Why? Well, actually, it's something we can all do, and it's something that builds us up. Listen, are you expectant that God will speak to you as you meet with one another? Are you expectant that God will give words for people in your group, people who you're meeting with, um, to bless and encourage and support you and them? Is the Bible being taught in a way where it's as if God's speaking right into your circumstances? Varied gifts. Finally, these gifts are for building up. It says in our passage from 1 Peter 4, gifts to serve others. This is what it says in... uh, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. And then it says later on in verse 12, since you're eager for gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. So gifts in the church are there that we might build one another up, strengthen one another, 
not to fulfill us, these are my gifts and I must use them to be fulfilled, but to serve others. See that, the passage from Corinthians, there seemed to be this issue in the Corinthian church where it's all about me and my gift. I don't care what others are doing. I have to bring this. I have to have my gift seen. When gifts are about serving, see, when we see gifts as about serving others, actually they're more about a, a readiness, more about a willingness to give out what God's placed in me to serve others. Why do we need to build one another up? Because we've got a great mission. We've been given a great mission. We've been called to share this joy news of Jesus, called to make disciples, called to serve the poor, and gifts are tools to help us in our mission. I have brought along some tools this morning. These will look very foreign to Raj. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> these, are, these are some of my tools. This is a, a hammer. I like that one. That's a screwdriver. Every person needs a screwdriver. What else? This is, uh, this is a drill. I think it might be Jody's. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, this is a drill. This is, um, I don't know what this thing is. I think it's kind of like a, a wrench thing, but I like it. <laughs> um, But, you know, say, say for instance, a friend has asked me to... Say, say for instance, Raj had asked me to do his house up. And uh, he, he asked me to come and do his house up, and he comes and visits and says, well, how, how are things going? How are things, how's, things, how's the work developing? Oh, it's, it, it's developing wonderfully. Look, I've got one of these. And, uh, and, what, and this thing, and I can do kind of stuff with that. And, oh, I've, I've got this that I borrowed off my wife. Um, so I've got this as well. And he says, well, how's the house going? They're for a reason. They're, they're, they're your tools for a purpose. Don't get too focused and obsessed with, with the tools. As wonderful as they are, as gracious and loving as they've been given by our God and as vital as they are there's something bigger there's something bigger so why gifts? well how does this passage end from 1 Peter 4 so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So that God is worshipped. So that Jesus is seen as wonderful. So that our trust is more and more put in him. So that we see him more and more as our delight. See, there is another... Um, there's another 
verse in the Bible where this word charisma is used as gift. Uh, and it's this, you may have heard it. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, the charisma of God, is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if we work, we get wages. We get a reward. That's what it's saying. Our disobedience to God has earned us death. Our trying to shut out God from our lives has earned us eternal separation from God. But there's an answer. Free grace. Free gift of God. Eternal life. New life. And it is through Jesus. Through coming to him. Through taking on the death. Him taking on the death we deserved and defeating it. Listen, if you're going to delight in a grace gift this morning, delight in that one. Listen, if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian here this morning, God's holding out that gift to you this morning. He's saying, do you want to receive that? You can receive it through my son. You can receive it through Jesus this morning. We'd love to talk to you more about that. Okay, finally, advice. I'm going to rush through these because I do want us just to pray and sing at the end. Advice to help us to explore spiritual gifts in our life. Um, Paul's advice in 1 Corinthians 14, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Don't make it all about personal fulfillment. Make it all about love. How can I love those and serve those around me? Ask what, what gifts are most needed in building the church up right now. Look around Jubilee, what, 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 what gifts are most needed? Try out an area. See where God brings blessing. Maybe there's been an area of fruitfulness in the past, in a particular kind of service you've done. Ask advice from others around you. Pray. Pray. Ask God for wisdom. Listen, as we pray, let's pray, because I want us to um, worship before we end. Father, Father, thank you for your amazing grace gift of eternal life to us. That we've received that through Jesus. Lord, I want to pray for anyone here this morning who hasn't and wants to. Lord, thank you. You are holding out that gift of life to them right now and they can receive it through your Son. I thank you, you power, empower us. I thank you, equip us for all you have for us. I believe God's calling us to, I believe he's calling some of us to step out in spiritual gifts where we haven't before. Perhaps you've thought, well, I haven't earned it. I haven't been a Christian long enough. I haven't had a good week. These are grace gifts. And he's calling you this week, this month, this year. He's calling you to step out in gifts, grace gifts. Because 
we as a community will be richer because of it. We will be strengthened and encouraged because of it. The gospel of Jesus will go out because of it. And perhaps you're just aware as well that you've perhaps almost let some gifts lay dormant, as it were. You're aware there's gifts you've used in the past, but for whatever reason, it kind of feels like they're, you haven't operated in them for a while. Listen, he wants to come and by his grace just stir you in those areas. wants to remind you that they're so vital for the community of God so vital to uplift and encourage and build others Holy Spirit thank you you are here we're not going to do we're not going to do ministry as such I believe this is for all of us could we just stand because as I've said these are grace gifts to each one of us I believe he would want to just speak by the Spirit, faith, um, encouragement to play our part, um, encouragement where perhaps we've stepped out and it, it, it didn't go how we planned. But he says, do you know, there's room for mistakes. There's room to go again. There's room to walk in all I have for you. Father, please, I pray, make us a community of people where your grace gifts are so evidently on show. When we meet, we encourage and stir and prophesy and uh, speak words of wisdom and encourage and bless one another and where we love to serve one another through our gifts. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.